Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Brokkap! Baby, Hames! Recording this on a Sunday uh, evening, John. Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening. And um, you just had a, I don't know, was it heartbreaking? Genesis, Max Homa seems like a good guy. We root for him, but you had a hundred bucks to win what twenty two hundred on Tony Finau. Yeah, I got him twenty two to one. Um, it was fun. I, I don't feel I. I feel like when football, when you place a pretty large wager, you're very very angry after a loss. Uh, it, it just it's anger at the time he misses a putt, but the hundred dollar enjoyment I had was was well worth it. Yeah. Now, you could all say I would probably would have watched it whether I had money on or not, but having your guy in a playoff, 100 bucks, the opportunity to pay that much. That moment I, when oh, Homa misses the putt on 18 from three feet, four inches. And then the next hole, he's like behind a tree. You're like, you kind of start counting your winnings. You're like, I I'm going to put my money on the Deutsche. Have you heard of this Deutsche coin? It's like I a it Bitcoin. I, I think it's D O G E. They call it Deutsche. Oh, I think. See, I don't. I assumed it was dog coin. I, that's what I've been calling it in my head. Yeah. So I'm uh, playing golf with my little brother and Scotty Raber, who's a listener of this podcast. Scotty can play. He, on, he joined us on hole ten on Friday, and by about hole six, he's like, "You know, guys, I've birdied ten of my last twenty six holes." Scott- but then Scotty was telling me about all about this Deutsche coin. You can only, I think, buy it on on Robinhood and a couple other places, but it's only seven cents right now. Oh. And this, all this crave. So I started thinking, if I win this twenty two hundred, it's like found money, and I'll just invest that twenty two hundred into seven cents a piece Deutsche coin. I still might do that anyway, but I'm a little nervous. But I, I just want to. I want my hand in the fire of these coins. Yeah, I understand. Uh, the one coin, Jordan the main Belfort coin, Bitcoin, all over is is fifty five k. The what now? The Bitcoin's worth fifty five thousand dollars, but you can buy like. Like I had a buddy text me today. He's like, I just bought a thousand dollars of the main one. You can buy fractions, so you don't have to. You could put a hundred dollars in, right? Yeah, it just goes up. But I like the one that's Elon's seven cents because it. of that thing's like Elon's kind of pumping the one I'm talking about. I know. Well, he didn't. He the other day he just tweeted. All he tweeted was Deutsch, whatever you say. <laughs> I know. Tell us. You just got to write if they're pronouncing it. I haven't actually spoken to anybody about it. I've only texted about it, so that's probably why I call it dog coin. But. Since you've spoken to someone, we'll go well, with your and, pronunciation. And, and then, guy, on Friday night after golf, we ended up, guy my brother works for and some of his friends that are in their 40s. This guy was one of the initial workers at Tesla. And I, I've got more, into- I didn't mean to get as intoxicated as I did. And this guy was telling, I can't remember them all, really good stories about Elon. Almost like he's just the business man of this. Like he doesn't know a car from a battery. It's pretty crazy, <laughs> but he's the guy leading, leading the charge. He's taking us to Mars. Yeah. I mean, so I, I'm a big fan of Elon, but yeah, it's golf. We got a uh, WGC this weekend players right around the corner. It is fun. Cause you, like I've been saying, I I've wasted all my Gronk winnings, but you can just dabble. And I know you've done this, like just having 20 bucks on a couple guys. If that guy's just in the mix, it is, 
it makes your, when there is no football season a Saturday and Sunday, just, even if you're just checking your phone out, you're like, damn, my guy's got a chance. It's the incredible. one that the one that hurts is when you bet a guy like top ten or top five, and then he's got a chance to win, and you're just like, God, why didn't I just bet him to win? I know. <laughs> you know. But but again, like. I think that's a bad mindset to have because I keep I betting guys to win where it's, if I just hammer Homa and Fino to top 10, you're going to make a lot of money. Uh, we're going to have a DraftKings game this week. Obviously, John, that Homa near win by Finau. Tony walked away with a million. You did not walk away with anything. No. Um, that was at mybookie.ag with the promo code HAM1. DraftKings, we are going to launch another game on Monday. This one, we will fill it. 100 people, we will not be uh, denied. Get in the ham league, and uh, we'll get some momentum going for these majors coming up. We'll tweet it out Monday morning. Instagram it. Uh, so if you're getting, we, we just want everyone tell to your join. friends. Yep. Yeah. And uh, one other thing, don't forget review the podcast on iTunes, and we'll do a big Mail, mailbag, mailbag middle Wednesday. of the week. Yep. Cool. I'm sure we've got I'll, questions backed up from last week, and people, you know, it's like, do we do we? I've got IG. Some guy DM me an IG uh, on Instagram. DMs are open, and he sent me an IG mailbag question. I'm like, well, I don't know if we're accepting those. Um, but actually, I'll read it because this is not part of the mailbag. Rolando asked if we should rename the Lombardi Trophy the Brady Trophy. What's the MVP trophy named? Does that have a name? I, I, I just think it's the MVP. I don't know if there so is So maybe one. rename that. That was Rolando's idea. Maybe rename the MVP trophy the Brady. Well, that chick that got pissed off that he threw the the trophy might kill him if they changed the name. Or was her was she was she a different last name? Yeah, she she was not a Lombardi. She was the daughter of the car of the uh, sculptor, uh, the carpenter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the carpenter. Oh, gotcha, sculpture. I would gotcha. not change the Lombardi because the name Lombardi is it's just so, such a good name. Brady's pretty good, but the Lombardi's better. Yeah, the Brady is not quite as cool as the Lombardi, and also. It Brady won the Lombardi trophy. Like that's part of yeah. what elevates the Lombardi is that Brady won it. Could you rename the MVP trophy, Tom? Absolutely you could. The Brady I, MVP. I won, like yeah, the I Bill the Russell trophy is what the MVP is for the NBA finals. Yeah. So unless like the player of the year in golf, just rename Tiger. Like watching Tiger today with Jim Nance, I honestly my first thought is this guy's about to join Andrew Luck. Like this guy is done. He I dropped uh Jim, you only get one back, and Charlie's starting to play a lot of golf. Like, whoa, did he like have an epiphany, this back, and he couldn't play with Charlie, now Charlie's getting good? Oh, so he's saying, like, I don't need to be good enough to compete on the tour. I just want to be good enough to play with my son? No, he was just saying that, like, I think this injury, he's like, you know, my fifth back surgery, you only get one back. Like, I, I'm not laying on the fucking ground anymore. I won the Masters. He just kind of had this vibe, like, hey, Andrew and Elway, and some of you, like, I'm... I'm going out. I'm, yeah, <laughs> and it's like unlike Elway and Andrew, I got to the like. What am I chasing Jack for? I'm not getting there anyway. Yeah. No, exactly. Uh, my my take was Tiger might retire pretty soon. I didn't see the interview. I just saw the one photo that you sent me, and then I saw circulating on the internet that looked like Tiger had a uh, Ease.com promo. But, but the, the, Damn, did Tiger yeah. have a gummy before that interview? Yeah, I saw some of the no laying up guys say it looked like he was on pills. He did not look good. Ugh. The thing with golf, unlike basketball, football, or baseball, you can quote unquote just like pull back and just oh I want to I'm ready to play the Masters and play it and not like you can just do whatever you want if you're him yeah you don't even need to like hey I'm retired like even Phil if Phil goes into the broadcasting booth you can just play whenever you want like Andrew Luck it was like yeah he's really retired <laughs> you can't like you know I'm gonna play week up seven through ten this year oh yeah the the <laughs> Colts are in the Super Bowl here comes Andrew Luck <laughs> oh you guys are seven and one uh, I'm ready. Uh, it's, it's too bad you can't do that, though. 
Yeah. So I think like Le'Veon and a lot of position players have thought about that. Remember like, Michael Strahan just took off training camp? Back in the day, I think guys. Well, remember when Clemens played half a season? He was king And of only it, traveled yeah. to, to like days he pitched. <laughs> I think back in the day when double days happened and like, I mean, junction boys before the NFL, I think people avoided training camp like the plague, right? Like I do not. Like, if you're a veteran pro bowler, you're like fuck double days, the heat, goal line, like screw that. You know? Yeah. Now you just get to show up and hang out with the guys. Yeah, it's easy. <laughs> Uh, all right. So anyway, sure. Everything we do, tell your friends. And uh, we're deep into the draft now. A lot of draft stuff coming up. Uh, so we're excited about that. And check out our YouTube channel. Yeah, check it out. You want to see us sometimes, you know? Yep. All right, John. Here is what Greg Cosell uh, said about Ross, uh, said to Ross Tucker about Justin Fields. I'll paraphrase. This clip got around the internet uh, on Friday and or Saturday, whatever day it was, over the weekend. And basically what he said about Justin Fields, he said, watching him, um, I think there are some concerns with him. He needs things to be clean and defined to be consistently successful. Talking about the pocket and, uh, you know, his first read doesn't get taken away, that kind of thing. But that was the paraphrasing of Cosell. He needs things to be clean and defined to be consistently successful, um, which I think part of the point of this conversation is that's good for the 49ers. But from a big picture, just what did you think? Is there, are, as you talk to people, are those commonly held beliefs? Well, you know what's funny is I, I, I wish I could have this original thought on my own, but I saw a couple people on, on my some of my timelines when this was kind of going viral that went, wow, this has some similarities to the vibe that we heard last year from a guy named Justin Herbert. And I, I think Josh Allen's were probably a little bit different. His was really? more inaccuracy. But just some of the stuff that we had just heard about Justin Herbert being like, you know... Just kind of picking him apart. Does he, you know, it's just when it gets tough, the accuracy in the pocket. Like, I, I just, I feel some parallels right away with that, which I like. Now, the difference is Herbert ended up going sixth. But, you know, could the Niners, I keep saying, we talked about it on Friday. Like, I, I'm counting the Eagles as a trade partner. Because I, my gut says, right here on February 21st, things can change. They are in blow it up mode, reset it mode, and when they, when you start throwing out Russell Wilson comparisons to Jalen Hurts, you're at least going to give him a year to prove it. Like it, to me, if Jalen had been a fourth round pick, I'd go, yeah, yeah, they're you'd agree they're a little committed once you take a guy in the second round. Like it's a, my, I had a theory, guy, I my second round theory, and I said this on the three and out, just going back and reviewing the last decade, I would never pick a second round quarterback simply because of this. They bring, in a weird way, first-round expectations because the fan base, well, we drafted this guy high, even though you didn't draft him that high, but he's drafted way higher than like a fourth-rounder. And then their likelihood of hitting, unlike first-rounders that do, do produce, you know, 50-50 at least, second-rounders are like 10% hit rate. And two of them are like Jimmy and Derek. That's his, Jimmy and Derek, and Derek's better than Jimmy, just he's been doing it longer and played more. Derek Carr is the best version of second-rounders. And he's that. rare because, he, you know, he... And we knew this when he got drafted. His physical traits were were first round physical traits, right? And he went what like like in the mid thirties, like he he was right on the cusp. But so did Kaepernick, because a lot of times the trait guy who's still pretty good, but for whatever reasons getting nitpicked, whether it was his last name, right, falls to the thirties. I'd say Jalen was much more of your classic second round pick. That's like more than likely he's not going to work, but the expectations of the fan base. So my point is. I think the Eagles are going to be in sell mode. And when I say sell mode, like sell picks to get more picks, reset this thing, that's prime candidate Niners, 12-6, to 6, Justin Fields. 
when I hear those the things Cosell said, that's why I pay Kyle Shanahan ten million. He creates, like get him in the lab with this guy. Now, I I I under no circumstances, even if the Niners end up with Justin Fields in the draft, I'm not saying that he would have a Justin Herbert like season. I I am willing to say it might be a struggle, but I'm okay with like taking a little bit of step back to take three or four steps forward. Yeah, and I think the thing that the Niners would have that Herbert had now. You don't have Keenan Allen uh, and Hunter. You don't have like the, but you kind of do, right? In that you have Kittle. So Keenan's obviously led the league in catches multiple years. But you've got Kittle. The you you have good offensive weapons. Yeah, you've you've got guys around him that can make plays, and you'll have a good run game. It's it's really the 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 more stuff that gets said that pushes Fields down potentially. It's not even the stuff that gets said. It's the more stuff teams believe that actually push him down. The better for the 49ers. You you don't what do you think get, of my second round theory? Because I would not mess with like a Mac Jones you know, or Kyle Trask in the second round. Um I don't I don't hate it. I don't think I necessarily completely agree with it, but I do think where I agree is that you you do you kind of get tied to a guy a little bit more than you would like to get tied to a guy. That I think Drew Locke's, Drew Locke's a good example, right? It just there's this elephant in the room of trying to force it to make it work where the moment the guy is a fourth round pick or fifth, you pivot much faster. You are kind of like when the Eagles, who I think are more than likely to do what I think they're going to do, it's because they do feel a little tied to this guy. And in fairness, he showed a little bit, right? It's not crazy if they roll in with this guy as their starter. Yeah, no, he did show a little bit. De- Derek was second rounder, boom, immediately becomes a starter. Andy Dalton, same, you know, these guys, I think second one, rounders, Kaepernick. Here, here's what I would say about draft picks the guys that work are exceptions. Almost always. <laughs> like the only thing that's consistent is the guys that hit are the exceptions. Not in the first round, though. Like no, first no, round yeah, is in the like second round at all. So when it was like, yeah, well, yeah. Derek worked, it's like, yeah, well, that's what you're trying to get. But the list of guys that didn't is much longer. But so is the list of guys that didn't work in the third. So is the list of guys that didn't work in the fourth. So is but the list it, of it guys. Dimi- it, di- it diminishes as the rounds go on, obviously. But the second round quarterbacks. My theory is predicated on the pressure that it puts on the guy as much as it is like all the percentages and stuff. Because there is like a weird first round pressure a little bit. Right. Right. Uh, Which even the third, like the moment C.J. Beathard kind of saw people move on. When it's the second, like I think Drew Locke is a great example right now where it's like they're kind of in no man's land. It feels like he was a first round pick. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Now, I, I would say if I were the Eagles, I would not. Now, maybe they saw enough that they're optimistic, and so there's no reason for them not to move forward with him. But I, I would you think Justin hesitate. Fields is there at six? My inclination right now is no. You don't think he's there at six? My, my inclination right now is that he's not available at six. But, you know, we'll talk about Zach Wilson. I do think Zach Wilson's going to end up being the second quarterback. And I do think I wouldn't be surprised. I've, have you seen any reports on... The number of teams I've seen the oh some teams have Zach Wilson ahead of Trevor Lawrence. Have you seen too. any Trey Lance where Trey Lance is relative to Fields? I, I I have not read one thing that has either one of those two guys sniffing the other two guys. Like yeah. it feels like there's a clear the majority of the league has Trevor Lawrence set in stone. Maybe there's a couple outliers, rebels, or AKA teams that are drafting like 27, that it's like, oh yeah, we had Zach Wilson first. See, we were smart like three years later. Yeah. Like, it doesn't count. But there might be a team in the top 10 that legitimately likes Zach more than Trevor Lawrence. I don't think that's insane. I haven't seen any Justin Fields 
or Trey Lance that are put. I haven't seen one person wrote that either guy's one or two on a board. No, Zach Wilson has solidified being the second quarterback all after he got done playing his last game. I shouldn't say yes. solidified. We'll get to that comment. But yeah, I, I mean, Justin was super high. Remember after the first playoff game and then he plays Alabama. <laughs> yeah. and it might not even be fair. He just gets obliterated. I just think since was when he hurt? Remember he got hurt in yes. the other playoff game. He yeah. got annihilated. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it's since when are since when are you getting perfect prospects at at six, let alone at two when it comes to quarterback? I'd, I'd argue there's on a good draft there is one quote unquote perfect quarterback. Most of them are flawed, and and we were talking before the before the pod. It does remind me a little bit, and this is where I think the Niners need to strike. And again, it's predicate. If Kyle doesn't like them, they're not going to do it. But if Kyle likes one of these guys to trade up the Trubisky draft is, listen, Ryan Pace was wrong, but I give him credit. He had conviction on the one guy, and he was aggressive, and he got it. He missed. The other two guys fell. Turns out, I mean, one guy's the highest-paid player in the league history in Patrick Mahomes and feels like he's on pace to be, like, the second-greatest quarterback of all time, and Deshaun Watson is already a stud, a star. Those two guys fell because Deshaun's arm was not viewed as great. It is still not, but he's he's able. he's just such a good playmaker, and his instincts are great. And Mahomes was kind of, like, viewed... I mean, it's different than Herbert or Fields or Josh, but in the same vein of like a project. And those guys fell to 10 and 12, right? And and two teams came up way farther than the Niners would and to get their guy. Now, have things changed four years later? We always say that. And then, like I said, it's just, when do quarterbacks ever go like one, two, three, four? Like that's, that's true. not, yeah. Because the Bengals are at four. They need an offensive lineman. Carolina, uh, the, Fal- the Falcons could easily... Carolina has to go up the least amount. So if they fall in love with one of these guys, and it does feel like there's a little pressure coming from the boss. Well, that's the thing with the Niners. Like, if Kyle doesn't like these guys, right, or sees like the big picture, they will not pick them. Like, they're not, Carolina might do it and it might be a mistake, right? I, I just don't see the, if the Niners do it, I, I'd be like, well, Kyle fell in love with this guy. Carolina feels destined to just roll the dice because they want to try. Whereas the Niners won't roll the dice per se, they'll do it if it feels right. But like you agree the Niners wouldn't trade up if you're like, yeah, Kyle was like 80% in on him. Right, where it feels like Carolina just might just take a guy to take a guy. Niners would be more likely to go from like 12 to 15 and add a second or something, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and, and you're going to be pissed when they when that guy's a left tackle or something. <laughs> well, at this point, they need it. Um, go back to what Greg Cosell said, though. Things need to be clean and defined for him to be consistently successful. To me, that's partly, it's remember what does Kyle usually need? He doesn't historically need an overly talented quarterback, right? He just basically needs somebody that can do what he tells him to do. He makes it clean and defined. Exactly. So maybe who's like part of you hear that and you go, Oh, well that's a disaster. We love, there's nothing we love more than off players who make off script plays, but so much of the game is just doing what's supposed to happen. And if it doesn't happen, doing the second thing. Now I think part of what Cosell's saying is like, all right, there's the safety maybe did what you didn't expect. Can you, like that's what we talk about with Tom, but I, I I think you could play that game though of the last like twenty years with the majority of quarterbacks coming out. Are they perfect when things are cl- not clean and defined? Probably not, right? Is Jimmy Garopp? I'd say Jimmy Garoppolo well, struggles most guys in aren't, that, right? <laughs> yeah, I'd say a lot of guys in the NFL. It's like, well, they got pressure. Well, it's like, oh, probably not good, right? Yeah. What is Tom known for? Getting rid of the ball fast, right? I mean, that's but that's, I'd say the, that's the skill. The thing you want. Tom we don't talk, he gets rid of the ball fast. Why? Because he doesn't want to fuck around with shit around him. But isn't that one of the I mean, that's one of the best skills if you can get rid of the ball fast and get it down the field. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, for a long period of time, Tom didn't really do that. Until he got receivers that would go down the field. Then yeah, he I'm not saying he can, but yeah. you don't have to do that right away. You could just build them like, you know, basically it's, make the offense remedial version of Kyle's and then just expand on it as you yeah, go. That's true. It's part of what the Niners lack, though. It's what I, you know, Debo Samuel being a glorified running back is not good for Debo Samuel's career. Well, okay. Let's go back to J- J- uh, Josh Allen who needed a lot of work. Well, it took him a couple years, and now you just see this guy that just, like, he went from couldn't make a play in a normal situation to, like, Jesus Christ, he's, like, jumping a guy, throwing it 50 feet across. His, it's like, how's it? That, to me, Justin Fields has that ability. Can you coach it up? And that's, what, what are you paying Kyle Shanahan? I mean, he got two six-year deals. So, I mean, it's, I guess, one got extended three years in, so that's nine years of contract. What do you think that number is? Like $80 million to coach these guys? You'd rather pay that's Kyle baby, 10 guy. and a quarterback first-round money than Kyle 10 and a quarterback 30 and get, 100%. give up three ones to get the guy. Wouldn't you say if Kyle or McVay got like a legit project that has talent, they'd be kind of scary? What McVay's like uh, getting hard on for the dude from Wake Forest. I, <laughs> you know? I know this. If McVay ended up with Justin Fields, what we'd all say is like, oh, no. Right? Fuck yeah, I'd be terrifying. Butcherbox.com slash ham and another special deal. Free for a year, you get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional 20 bucks off right now at butcherbox.com slash ham. Been telling you about it for years. Been eating it for years on a regular basis. Easily find high quality meat and seafood. You can trust 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork-raised, crate-free, and wild-caught seafood. Always be prepared with meat in the freezer when you get butcherbox.com ham delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping. ButcherBox is offering you free for a year plus an additional 20 bucks off either salmon, chicken breast or steak tips in every order for free. Sign up today at butcherbox.com/ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer for a year plus get $20 off your first order. Prize Picks is America's number 1 fantasy sports app because it's the easiest and most exciting way to get in on the action. While you watch your favorite players in sports, you just pick more or less on two or more player stats and then the fun is on prize picks has something for every sports fan from basketball to hockey to league of legends and everything in between it's really simple to play you make your picks submit an entry in less than 60 seconds i'll do it at halftime of a basketball game and i also have some season long more or less picks on mlb homers you may remember i've got less on otani homers this year we'll see and at halftime of your next nba blowout game Just jump on and go, ah, Steph Curry more than 11 points in the second half. It'll change the game for you. Download the Prize Picks app and use the code HAM50 for a first deposit match of up to $100. That's HAM50 for a first deposit match of up to $100. Prize Picks, pick more, pick less. It's that easy. What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at game time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app, your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, 
save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game time app, promo code HAM. Save yourself $20. We don't even need a thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. So, uh, Zach Wilson, uh, there were some comments made by his head coach at BYU, Kalani Sataki, to the, uh, I think, the New York Post. The questions were about whether or not he could handle New York. It was just a wide-ranging interview. Um, he said a lot of stuff. Draft him and find out. I recruited him. I recruited him late. It's one of the best decisions I ever made. Ask me what his best trade is. You ready for this one, John? It's difficult to answer because I think he's got everything you need. He's got the work ethic. He's got the IQ. He's got the study habits, the knowledge of the game. He's got presence, the demeanor, the arm strength, the leg strength, and ability to create space and use his athleticism. You know, it makes me laugh because, like, Hunter Henry says he wants to go to a place that pays him a lot of money as a sweet quarterback. It's like, yeah, what kind of wife are you looking for? I want him to be hot, skinny, rich, cooks, cleans, cool as shit. Right. Uh, a lot of cool friends, but cool with letting me do whatever I want. Again, I say has money, smart, great motherly instincts. Like, yeah, I mean, you're just listing every great quality every human would look for in a quarterback. You know? Yeah, it sounds Is this like guy a, the perfect player. It, it sounds like a Valentine's Day card when you're like I know. 17 years old. It's like, oh, you got everything. Uh, now, how it's hard to blame him, right? I mean, this guy, I'd say, really put their program like they—they're a national program, but I'd say this year they took them to another level, right? In terms of buzz, the way we yes. talked about BYU it, drawn eyeballs. Great. Kalani Sataki—they benefited greatly from Zach Wilson being the quarterback there. And I don't think they're done benefiting, right? I think it's going to go up dramatically if he goes the number. They have the number two pick, and you, you and I argued about this a little bit, or just at least talked about it in the season. I do think when you have a, a star quarterback, obviously once he's playing well in the league, but when you have a guy that gets drafted number two overall, just that draft pick alone changes the perception of you as a recruiter immediately. That's a big deal, especially right? if he has a good, especially if he's good as a pro. What if he goes to the Jets and he's good? Yeah, like that's a game changer for the program. Right. But if you're the head coach, uh, just having the guy drafted really high is what you, once he's gone, that's not right. When you sit down in the living room and go, look, we just had a guy drafted number two. So you can come here. That's, that's the important sell. You can come here and we can get you at the, we can get you to the top of the draft. So if Zach Wilson never throws an NFL touchdown, but he's the number two overall pick to your point, it's a huge win for BYU, right? That's yeah. what all these guys sell on is we can get, we know how to get you to the league. Um, so, you know, I bring that up because part of me thinks, well, if you're Kalani Sataki, you'd want him to go to the place where he can be the most successful, but really what you want, you'd rather him go two to the jets than 20. Now you would, if he's got a 15 year NFL career, that's also great for you. Right? Like I think Herbert for Oregon is the best of all the worlds because he's on the West coast. He's balling. He was drafted high and then he has a great year. Yeah, right. Like, like, like ideally, I'll, I'll use an example. Mariota wasn't bad for Oregon. No, Mariota was perfectly. incredible for Oregon. 
Yeah. I'm talking They've about got a in shrine the to him in their facility. Uh, but I'm talking once he got to the league, he no, was starting quarterback good. for a while. So even if Zach Wilson's career is Mariota, just going number two overall, that just helped change the for perception. Sure. Right. Yeah. I this is what I was taught before I left the building to go scout. And you're just getting all these notes of like what to look for and what to do. And I had known a little bit from being the guy when you went to a school that told the person, but I was just trying to get in so bad. I was telling them all the good dirt. Like I wasn't giving them any PC information. Sometimes like I'd be given information. When on you a kid, worked like, for, when you worked for the college. Yeah. Fresno state. Sometimes a coach would come through and I'd kind of calm down a little bit. Like I just knew they get very sensitive to their players. They, they were emotional about their guys. I wasn't. Now we had a bunch of good guys. It wasn't like you're going to crush like Shay is Tutu or Kenny Wiggins. So it wasn't like there wasn't much negative to say. We didn't have that many first Kenny rounds. Wiggins going on like ten years in the league or something. Well, he is. Br- uh, Bryce Harris had a long, like decade long career. When you when you have these players and a quarterback that is going to go number two, you're nitpicking that guy to all levels. And I have heard things that there were some Josh Rosen like vibes. Really rich kid. This is what's coming out of the Who program. Used the line? The- Who used the three three car garage line? Was that Russillo? You never want a quarterback come from a three-car garage? Yeah, somebody said that about Zach Wilson, like one of the three-car garage. I always thought that's pretty. That's a pretty good one. Yeah. How many garage? How many uh, slots do your parents have? Uh, we've got a carport, so zero-car garage. Oh, okay. <laughs> Almost spilled a coffee. Celebrating, <laughs> celebrating my blue-collar roots. Yeah, I'm trying to. I mean, three-car garage is pretty big. I'm trying to think. I didn't know that many people growing up with three-car garage. Two cards a lot. Maybe it's a two card. I don't know. I'm just, but I just love that shorthand for rich kid with three cards. Well, but there, that was a knock on him, and I don't. I've never met him. Uh, that just is out there in the scouting universe, and I think sometimes. But th- I was thinking this the other day that like uh, just the standard that we hold young people to, at least in the sector we're in, talking about young athletes because they get so much money, it's really unfair. Like I, I think of just how much I've matured from thirty to thirty six let alone 21 to 30, right? And I didn't have any money when I was in my 20s. I can't imagine the maturity that these kids happen, but just sometimes growth, you have to mature a little faster. Like just being a normal college kid, you can do whatever you want. I saw when I was working at Fresno State, I do think you in that environment, you just kind of, as you get to your junior and senior year, it just, you sometimes people just grow as people, right? When there's pressure on you, once you start playing and once you start being quarterback, I, I do wonder... The vibe on him coming into this season, maybe it changed this year. I will say, I watched a lot of BYU, more than I ever have. Those two, the Romney's grandson or uncle or nephew or whatever, and the other speedy white guy, they all seem to be on the same page and like each other a lot, and they're all going pro. Like, it it didn't feel like they're, now again, they were having success, but it did feel like his unit, they were all pretty close whenever they were on the sideline. So I just I wonder if things can be true the first couple of years that rub people the wrong way or just tough or arrogant or whatever, and a guy matures. I I do think that is very very possible. But I we are going to read things are going to come out about this guy like Josh Rosen. Remember because when that came that came fast and furious, and a lot of people pushed back on it, and they've proven dead right. Right. Well, I guess I mean we don't know. Wait, who's been I'm just proven say- right? The people well, I'm who just said saying, it didn't like, matter, or the people that said it did. It was proven like that wasn't fake. That existed. All the stuff about him. Did he fail because he was not good enough? Rosen. Yeah. Yeah. Who? But I don't know. I mean, do do you think we know why he didn't? Why it hasn't worked for Rosen? Can we attribute it to something? Yeah, I'd say it's. I'd say it's more that he can't move. And Here's he what just, we know. You know. Yeah. I mean, this isn't really a Niners conversation, but Kyle Shanahan brought Rosen into the building. Well, Arians and Tom Brady liked him, so it's like, yeah, I, I'd say. 
And where you he hasn't go been an as issue. a pro also matters. It was traded within a year. I but just Miami, mean, I I just mean, mean just, for Zach Wilson. What environment do you go to? What head coach do you go to? What offensive coordinator do you go to? Do you have a re- you know like for sure right. a lot of stuff's out of your control. Um, and and it but can help. Here's you. the here's the thing. Back to BYU. When you go, and have you been there before? No, called a road game his freshman year. I mean, w- when you go there, just in their athletic department, there are rules in the program that like I can walk into USC with. Co- you can't take coffee into the building. Like it's just, it is a some. So, so my in defense of Zach, and I don't know if he's LDS or not. It's a, I don't know, but regardless, that is the environment there. It's a lot more like a guy that they may love at USC. If you put him at BYU or Oregon or Alabama, they could not function at BYU. So that's, I think a lot of NFL coaches would go, I couldn't function at fucking BYU, right? Bruce Arians would be the first to tell you that. Kyle couldn't like drinker. It's just. So they might be holding him to a standard, the people he's talking to, that people in the NFL might not even care once they really dig into it, right? Yeah, they might not. But if, but I think one of the things with Josh Rosen was people didn't like him, right? I remember someone told me this. They couldn't find a guy at the program that would say a good word about him. Well, that's a, that's a major. Now, we'll, you know, that's a major problem. Yeah. And, if that, and, it, and I would venture to say this. If that is the case with Zach Wilson, then I, I think it's hard for him to go number two. Especially given what we saw with Carson, and that—that's where I'm saying I think they're the information is not that bad because I don't think it's nearly as bad as Josh Rose because it but feels like he's being he's solidified a, at number two. He is a much better, more unique player than Josh. He's more talented, just athletically yeah. gifted. Maybe is the better way to say it. But I think ideally, and this is where I would be if I was a GM, if I was Joe Douglas, and let's just say, let's just use—I don't know anything about Trey Lance really, but let's use Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence. I think it's fair to say if you walked into Ohio State and Clemson, two places that are basically NFL light, right? The things you'd be hearing about these two guys would be like, God, this fucking guy, people love this guy there. And they're just, and you just start comparing the different guys that have come out. They're like, God, they hold him to this esteem. And Dab would be like, I'm telling you, he's like, uh, he's like Deshaun Watson 2.0. They go into J- J- Ryan Day, he's like, hey, he's the best player. Urban told me he's the highest character yeah. guy that we've ever seen. Well, that's why like, on the record, especially head coach, but on the record, it's just not. Kalani Sataki, everything he said might be true. Just like when Dabo Sweeney said, you're crazy, you got to draft this guy. Dab- when Dabo said that about Deshaun How long has, Kal- has Kalani been there his whole time? Or he- yes, this is Kalani's been there several several years. He was on the hot seat a couple of years ago. So in some oh, ways, yeah. Zach Did he go from Oregon State? Uh, yes. Or am I, I thinking think about a different guy? So. I think he was. He was like uh, but Oregon But he's a BYU guy. Like he was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Him and Kyle but that's what I'm saying. Like I, Their standards, even with Bronco, because they look who they hire. Like They wouldn't hire like... Uh, Middlecoff, you know, or the random dude at Oregon. Like they hire because it is. He came from Ohio, Oregon State, but he had been a long time at Utah because him and Kyle Whittingham are like are great friends. They they're both BYU guys. It, it is just I think difficult for outsiders some of their rules. Like no coffee coaches. I mean they're working like 15, 20 hours. A, I know a week. he said he'd be there late at night, and Zach Wilson would be there late at night. But but again, back to the point is he. You know, I think we just view this so skeptically when a head coach says it. I I know from talking to head coaches, like if I'm preparing for a game, sometimes you'll ask a head coach about a guy, and it's clear they don't know anything about the guy. You know, You're like oh, tell me about uh, Henderson. I'm like oh yeah, Henderson. You know, they don't. They probably haven't talked to him in three weeks. But the you're saying a guy on their own, a guy on their own team. Yeah, I'm saying a head coach, his job, like yeah. the coordinators, the position coaches, just yeah. sometimes. And I'm not saying that's the case with Kalani and Zach. I'm just saying. To your original point about when you did scouting, you might talk to a coach who lies about his guy to cover for him. You might talk to a co- coach who doesn't actually really 
really know the guy that well, right? Um, depending on the position, the coach is around, the group, the coach is around. The coaches have. Or I think there's something. It, it, coach. It'd be impossible. It'd be impossible with a quarterback. Like the head coach going to know him. Everyone's going to know yeah, him. Yep. But there can be guys that might be a first rounder that, for whatever reason, that coach and him don't like each other. And think about this: if I take a random guy, Jimmy, and I know Jimmy, and you know Jimmy. Well, if the first time you ever meet Jimmy is like out to dinner with some friends and Jimmy's kind of being a dick to you, or let's say he's being a dick to Alyssa and just acting weird. What do you, th- you think if I ask you a week later, like, what do you think of Jimmy? You probably wouldn't really like him. Yeah. Where if I've been a Jimmy, one day I played golf with him. He paid for my golf, bought me some beers. I'd be like, I fucking love this guy. <laughs> but I, I think you have to look at, and that's the hard part with scouting. It's like, what is this guy? The head coach, usually big picture agenda, right? And I think sometimes with the coordinators, but sometimes the coach... You know, if someone rubs you wrong, it's just, it's hard. This is, this is why you need to gather, you need to talk to as many humans as possible and then take, like, the overview. Like, that's where, if like, Zach Wilson, the first people I'd be going to would be, like, the training staff, the equipment staff, the academic people, because when he's around them, he's not quite going to be on point as he would around the head coach or the coordinator, right? Maybe he let, and if maybe the academics was lady was like, you know what? He's actually as kind of a guy. You know, I got married. He brought me a present. He'd be like, you know, this guy is pretty thoughtful. Or it could go the other. I've heard it go the other way where he's like, he's just kind of a dick to women. I'm not using Zach Wilson as this, but you've heard these stories right. and that gets around to your head people coach. People don't have a lot of interest in lying for people they don't like. No, they have none. And, and, t- and the people you have to ask are the people that that kid at the time is going to think it doesn't matter. But, but here's what I would also say. You're right. It's in Kalani Sataki's best interest for Zach Wilson to get drafted second. But at the end of the day, his quotes are out there now. Like everything he yeah. said, telling everybody what a great guy he is. At some point in time, right, if Zach Wilson is not the guy that he's saying he is, that comes that does come back on him. 100%. So it's not like a total free pass, which is oh, just just constantly tell everybody your guys are all the greatest. And then no, because you want people to believe you when you say one of your guys. Right, you say it about everybody. You're the boy who cried wolf, like I. So, and and most of the time, I'd say 99 percent at that program, he's vouching for super high character guys. Well, I, you know, you know, to me, it's a similarity with David Shaw, who David does not just David Stanford puts a lot of guys in the pros every year. You don't hear Shaw all the time talking about everybody, but he's been on the draft historically every year. I don't know. I don't think he will be this year, but. Um, when Christian McCaffrey came out, he told everybody, this guy's... He pounded the table. You guys are crazy if you think he can't run between the tackles. And he was right. Yeah. So I, I do think it, it's not... It is in Kalani Sataki's best interest to say what he believes. And in the case where he believes it and it's all positive, it's a it's nothing but a win for him. But so, by the way, would you... Does it, does it feel... I, I don't want to use the word lock... Things change. Would you be? Does it feel like this guy's the second pick in the draft at this point? Uh, yeah, because I think it's. I think the more teams are digging, it's probably not as bad as originally thought, and things improve. But I do know when the season early got on and his like first couple games, and I'm like, God, have you guys seen this kid? Yeah. Because remember, they had played. They put, they went like eleven and zero or twelve and zero or twelve and one, right? They played a bunch Coastal of games. Was the only. Yeah, so they, but they're, didn't they, they ended up playing like, I think, 11 games. They played the most games by far of all the teams that were playing early on in the season. And they were one of the only West Coast teams. I remember they were like 7 0, and it's like, ASU kicks off tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So I think he, he had this momentum where other players like out here, 
you have this group of several teams out here. There's just no buzz because no one's playing except him. And I just think early digging wasn't great, but that could have been based on the past, and then this year went good, and I just think you're going to have to... Again, quarterbacks get nitpicked, right? That's part of it. Like, I want my quarterback to be like Herbert or Burrow or Josh Allen. Like, I, I don't even... I, I don't I don't want him to Baker Mayfield, right? If I can avoid it. Like, I don't even... And even he's not that bad, but he's you a little pain in their ass early on. Yeah, I want... Nobody cares, work harder. Like, what do I... I, I, I it's on me. I keep fucking up. Like, I think Lamar's kind of set the bar of like, God, even if you didn't like him as a draft prospect, how do you not root for like, that's what every team looks roots for in a player. Pat Mahomes. Like it was comment after the Super Bowl. He's like, uh, this will drive me the rest of my life. And you're like, I don't think he's lying. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I do think that there's been a recent run of really high character quarterbacks that are good that just kind of force the issue. Like no one wants to, if you got to deal with Antonio Brown, you got to deal with Antonio Brown. I cannot, and I'm not saying Zach Wilson's this, but I think it's the last thing in the world if you're a general manager you can even think about staking your career on. Yeah. Humility is the new arrogance when it comes to quarterbacks, John. Yeah. Arrogant between the lines. That's right. Competitive arrogance. All right. Uh, Matt Mayoko wrote this on Twitter. Jimmy Garoppolo has a no trade clause. He also is due $25.5 million in salary and bonuses. I believe he'll be the Niners starter to start the season. But if there were a trade possibility, he would certainly waive the trade clause. Otherwise, he would not get that kind of money. So this is to say, if you're bringing up a no trade clause as a reason Jimmy Garoppolo is going to remain on the Niners, you can go ahead and and throw that one out the window. If he stays on the Niners, it's not going to have anything to do with a a no trade clause. By the way, Sneaky, he also said, I think he's going to be the starter. (laughs) That's really the headline. But yeah, I, I think if you're Jimmy Garoppolo, you are rooting and praying. And I think you're in the clear now. You really have a, the one date. I guess Sam Darnold would be potential. But if they don't get Deshaun Watson, because Russell's quieted down, but we just know the Niners are not an option. If you told me Russell Wilson's traded, how much would we be willing to bet that he's not traded or like traded to the Niners or not traded? I, I was like, I'd bet every penny I have that he would not end up on the Niners if he is traded, yeah. right? But there is the draft date that I think if you're Jimmy, you're just kind of loosely looking at. And then if they were to draft a guy, he would have value because some of these teams, more than likely, there aren't enough quarterbacks to go around, are going to need a quarterback. Then, like what Mayoko's saying, and you and I talk, like, what would if Jimmy was a free agent right now, would someone give him a multi-year deal? A true, not like a Teddy Bridgewater, three for 60, but it was 20 guaranteed. So I was like, yeah, it's a one-year deal. <laughs> um... Well, because Teddy's we all up in arms much- right now. Teddy's like, "You guys gave me three years you're trying to trade me." He's like, "Teddy, you're you got a high, you got like a Mike Glennon contract, bro." So I think he, I like Teddy. Yeah, no, I think Jimmy's more valuable than Te- than um, Marcus Mariota. I don't know. If, I think we disagree about that, but we- but he got he got a one year, basically seven million dollar contract. Like he could get cut for nothing. I think Jimmy would and- get like a year and fifteen million. Well, if Mariota was a free agent, would someone give him ten million right now? Because Gruden was a yeah. little bit of an outlier on that uh, one. Maybe. That'd be the ceiling, though. Because I just don't... You can't bring him in to be your your starting quarterback, and you can't pay I your backup that, $10 million, especially I think not a te- in 2021. With the I think a team would look at it like, you know, let's just pay you what you just made. Seven, we'll just go from Mariota. There. Okay, so what do you think Mariota. Jimmy would get? You're right. He's better, but he is... Uh, Mariota's played way more. Jimmy gets hurt a lot. I mean, I think a team would really push to try to get like that 10 to 12 range and incentivize it up to whatever his contract, like 25 million if you play all the games. 
I think they would try to do like the Richard Sherman deal. They signed with the Niners like, bro, we will pay you 28 million if you're a starter on a playoff team. But I, I, yeah, probably 12 to 15 in true money. And then it'd be incentivized heavily. But, you know, supply, demand. I just wonder, like, some of these GMs, what's the incentive to risk it on Jimmy? Like, we know for what Mayoko's saying is 100% a fact. He is not getting $25 million just as a free agent. I agree. The The incentive to, I mean, so are you saying 25 is a risk or 15 would be a risk? I'm saying that 25, his incentive right now would be to immediately, if the Niners traded for a quarterback in the draft, and it was clear, like, Adam Schefter, they're going to deal him more than likely to the Patriots or the Bears in the next 24 hours. It would be in Jimmy's best interest to waive the fucking no trade clause unless Bill told them like they could do something shady where he's like, don't waive it. We're not going to trade anything for you. They'll cut you and then we'll sign you to like two years, 45 million and maybe guaranteed 20. But even then, like, I don't. I, I, I guess that that would be the one complication, but I think that he would waive it to go somewhere for the money. I think he'd have to. But yeah. but to your point, it might unless there was a backroom of, deal, Donnie Belichick. You yeah, know. well, see, that's where it would be. How many teams would want him? And if there aren't any, if it turns into like a Colts Carson situation where it's there's only one place he's going to go. I think he owed to Bill. He, he gave him to you. Just give him back. Right. Yeah, I mean the bear, but what I'm the Bears could be in a desperate situation, but I don't know how any. To me, trading for him and also taking on twenty five million dollars, that's a lot of money for Jimmy Garoppolo in twenty twenty one. If you're if he's been your quarterback, then you don't really think about it. Like if he's the Niners makes quarterback, the, makes the most sense for New England. Yeah, I guess what I'm saying, but I just uh, to me the the idea that he would have to get cut in the end is not out of the realm of possibility. I'm Given that $25 million, when he's your quarterback on the Niners, you go, whatever, this is what we paid him. We went to the Super Bowl. You don't really think about the money as much as you would if you're acquiring him. You're going, we're acquiring a guy that's not a short thing. We're going to pay him $25 million. That's where I wonder if I think all th- it, I I feel like his play, like he's worth a third-round pick maybe, but his contract might keep you from getting that. And the demand because of his contract might keep – it might be like the Colts, where it's like, in the end, there was one team that was going to get him. Well, and think about this. With Mariota, his number is dramatically lower. So Jimmy's is almost, you know, two and a half times that. By the time, in my scenario, assuming that it doesn't happen now with Deshaun Watson, because if it does, then I think they could trade him now. Why? Because there's a lot of cap space after, out there. Well, come late April, what if the Patriots have, like, signed three or four guys? They didn't even have the space. Like, they couldn't even take him on which isn't out of the realm of possibility, right? What if they signed three or four players? Yeah. And all of a sudden they have they, they need you know, 12 million in cap space. They went go from 60 to 12 and they forced his hand. Same with the, the Bears don't have that much to begin with. But by April, whatever, like right now to me, unless you're like the Saints and like 70 million over, I'm like, yeah, they probably won't sign too many free agents even when they cut everybody. You have a pretty good idea who's got some money. By the time the draft comes around, like, it's it's not like, well, this team's 40 over, but they can make... No, that's not really the case. You can cut a guy or two, but your cap space is a little bit of your cap space. So I, I, I think it would be like, yeah, the Niners might have to cut this player. Because when Josh Rosen was traded the day after they drafted Kyler Murray, when you're the 10th pick in the draft, your number's not that high. Remember? Like, you're right. I The more... I thought he'd be a lock to be traded, but if we're talking about the draft time, 
that does change the logistics of the cash. Well, maybe they would attach a pick to him. But my point is, what if the team doesn't have like, hey guys, I can't, I don't have the space. Then, then you might have a player trade, a player for player trade somehow. Something like they send you a fifteen million dollar. What if the Niners are out of space, though? Well, yeah, but I mean, I know. Well, that's where if you take on Deshaun, you couldn't do it. But if you drafted a quarterback, if you're the Niners, maybe then it you frees could take you up a, a lot more. Yeah, million yeah, dollar yeah. player back, something like that. But you, you see where I'm going? It's already it could get a little complicated yeah, by the draft. It's, it's, it's not out of the realm of possibility he got cut if they draft Justin Fields. Well, right? I, no, I'm watching. Even even if the team wanted to trade for him, but they're just like, we can't. So just you got to cut him. Well, he might get kept if they draft Justin Fields too. I. We've talked about that. Like, I don't think it's, I don't think he would, but he could. I would say to me that if if they trade up to get a player, I would put him getting kept. I'd have to put it like under fifteen percent because would you want Jimmy around Did that you say guy? Five, five zero or one five? One five. Uh, you know, the, the Jimmy, I don't think Jimmy would be bad around him, but it's just a but it is a little weird much, immediately. How ready? You and he's younger. Is. Just a matter of how ready you think he is. I think it's it's understandable. Even with a great of a player like Rodgers, when the guy's 35 plus, I think when you're in the Derek Jimmy, like you saw it with Wentz, same age, right? Yeah, Alex, I think Alex you, Smith you, is not normal. No, but Alex, remember, was like 34, 35. I think when you're 27 to 29 range, that's like the prime probably of when you're making big money, of your ego being pretty big. That creates a problem. Yeah. Carson couldn't handle it. I don't think Derek would handle it well. And I, I think Jimmy would fake it, handle it well, and it'd be ugly. But but the question you you ask is just is I don't, Justin I don't blame any of those guys for be, not is he Justin Fields ready to be if you were talking about Fields? Is he ready to be a leader? Is he ready to be your quarterback? And maybe he is. Like rookies tend to be uh we saw Shanahan with RG three, all that. Um I but again, watching the Wench thing play out just makes me wonder there's I think all it's these easy places to- for quarterbacks to go until there aren't. And it happens all the time. Where there's all these places and there's all these guys, and in the end, there was only a couple places each guy could have gone. I, but I, you know, I, I think I think it's always easy, and we do it. I would do it, and I've said it forever. I'm changing my tune a little bit. I used to drop, just be a pro. That's what you get paid for. Sure, and it's that's what everyone went. Carson, be a pro. Well, he couldn't, and he f- fell apart, and now they had to trade him for fucking peanuts. Yeah, Jimmy, just be a pro. Well, he can barely be a pro because he can barely stay on the field. He's trying to figure his own shit out. Now he's got fucking Justin Fields breathing down his neck every day in meeting rooms. Kyle's slapping him on the butt and yelling at Jimmy. You do real. It could get weird fast. Absolutely. In practice, it's easy to say all that stuff. But do you want that in your locker room? Yes or no? Even just at the just at the lunch room, just everything. Just it's the like, media well, Justin, sessions. Just, Justin's over there with Ayuk and Debo. Why isn't they sitting with me? How about in the right? media? Right. What does Kittle do? Whoever's a starter. Yeah, it's easy. Both of them. I was when I was driving to Davis, the Zenny ad, he got one in Vacaville. Really? Yeah, it's a pretty sweet one. All right, Zenny. We haven't given up on you. Yeah, Zenny spent a lot of money on billboards. So I was listening to uh Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. DJ yeah. suggested the Bears, now that they missed out on Wentz, should call the Texans. And if they can't get Watson, they should Call the four, they should call the uh, Raiders and make the make the Raiders say no to them on car. They should just go down the list, make people say no to them. And then there was a, an article uh, or a tweet a couple days ago from the Indianapolis Star that the Colts had called on Derek Carr and were told uh, firmly not available. Mariota is if you want him though. Um, and in the midst of all this, you've got Derek Carr coming off a great year with only two years left on his contract, and there's a whole other discussion 
I think you told me um, Adam Kaplan tweeted something about whether or not they would extend Derek. So there's a lot going on with Derek. And right now it's all pretty positive. Like he, his stock is high. And then when your stock is high, uh, your team's going to want to resign you at a value to them. Right? I, I got a little birdie that knows some things. And I t- was texting with him probably a month ago. And he's like, yeah, I think uh, Derek either gets traded for like a one and a two or an extension happens. I'm like, I don't know if I've ever had a text like that before. Like, you know, either going to get traded for like a one and two twos or they're going to or, or, like or they'll make him their his friend, their franchise quarterback. <laughs> you know, that, that to me is a little weird, but it shows you like this is the John Gruden experience. I want to rewind to one second. I was talking to a buddy with the Bears, not Matt Nagy. And because I, I know that they obviously like Derek. I mean, he, Derek's been good on, on tape this year and he would be a massive upgrade for them. And I said, my one thing would be the cold with Derek. Like that would make me a little nervous for you guys. Like in theory, his physical traits, like playing in Chicago, like the Windy City, like he's got a big arm. But like your guys' games, November, December, going to Green Bay, right? I guess Minnesota and Detroit are indoors. That'd be good for him. But I was like, I that one would make me a little nervous. Just historically, it's weird. I, I put him and Goff in the same sentence. Obviously, Derek's a lot more physically gifted than Goff. I do think they have two parallels, though, being California guys, California college guys, and kind of have a history when I've seen them in cold weather games. I didn't really trust it. Either one of them. So that that would just trying to give a little I'm not anti doing the trade if I'm them, but I'd just be one thing. I, I'd have someone do a deep dive on every cold weather game he ever played, and I'd have Nagy watch it before if like it was even an option. Yeah. And I and I wonder if you'd be like, whoa. Right. Well, the other thing you could say is, well, if we got him, if we could play him for a season in cold weather, maybe he'd get better at cold weather. You get acclimated to it. But here's would you the, be a little nervous in that realm if you were them? Uh, yeah. For giving like a one and a two? I would be, but I also don't think they really have a lot of options right now. No, he's their best option if he was available. But it doesn't seem like he's an option to them, right? So the he plays for the Raiders. He's good for the Raiders. Uh, if you're him, you're tired of hearing your name all the time, so maybe you are inclined to sign a contract extension. But like I said, you're if you're Carr, you're... Um, I don't know when you're under contract for two more years and the franchise tag exists, if we could really say you have leverage, but as much as you can have leverage, he has leverage right now. A a little different scenario because this guy only had one year deal, one year left. Kirk Cousins last off season after he had won a playoff game and was on a three year, I think $87 million deal with the Vikings fully guaranteed. Remember going into that final year, he signed a contract extension, a two year contract extension for six, basically $33 million a year and 50 guaranteed. So basically, if you did the 86 and 50, you know, he's I'm not a math major, but uh, 8, 5, 12, 126 guaranteed. 136? 86 and 50? Is that what you just added up? Yeah. 136. 136. Yeah. So they gave him $136 million in guaranteed dollars. And as we know with quarterbacks, you and I talked uh, when we were just looking at Derek's contract before the pod. If you add it up, he didn't get $72 million guaranteed. He's going to end up with every penny guaranteed. 125, when, basically. Whether he plays on the Raiders or plays it out. would If you were him, would you sign a two-year, $66 million contract extension, $51 million guaranteed? Uh, again, putting aside for a second, it's easy to say no when the contract isn't sitting in front of you. Right? When everyone's giving Fernando Tatis Jr. a hard time. 
It's like, ah, oh, dude, you're going to be underpaid in four years. It's like, yeah, they just threw a 14-year contract in front of him, guaranteeing him. But but think how much money they had to give him for him to do this. Right. Like, you get over $300 million. Yeah. Like, okay, I That's get it. That's what I'm it. saying. Like, oh, you're going to be <laughs> underpaid in four years. It's like, yeah, I just got 300 What do you get, 340 340 Like, I get that. I don't care. I totally Okay, you could have made an extra $100 million, whatever. You know, whatever. But, the, but here's the point. Don't you think this one has some parallels, though? Well, Like, that so would be the type I of number? I just say all that to say it's easy to say, no, I would not sign 66 up front. It's easy to say, well... What would he be as a? What would he get as a free agent right now? Well, he'd get a lot more. And they'd say, "Well, he's not a free agent." That's for two why years. the franchise tag exists, so we can keep a guy from becoming a free agent. We just tag him, and that's why the tag number's so high. Because if they're going to prevent you from being a free agent, you get to make thirty-five million dollars or whatever. By then, who knows? The number might be forty. Um. So, but no, I would not. The short answer is, I would not sign that contract. I w- or at least I would advise him not to sign that. It's easy for you to say it when it's not your money. I would say, Derek, you do not need to sign that contract. At what guaranteed number would you feel comfortable signing an extension? Whatever. 70 plus? Yeah, the number that would make another team uncomfortable to acquire me. The number that would get, get I guess, we just saw Wentz and Goff traded, so maybe that number doesn't exist. But I would say, yeah, I, I need, I need them enough. Keep in mind, John, I'm signing this contract in 2021. Now, I know the cap's coming down this year, but what's it going to be in 2022? What's it going to be in 2023 when I'm supposed to be an unrestricted free agent and you can tag me? What's a quarter- you, know what's crazy about, you know what's crazy about Cousins? This year's $31 million cap hit, 41 dead cap. Like, he's their quarterback. Yeah. Next year, $45 million cap hit and only $10 million dead cap. Like, what? Is something going to happen next year? Are they going to have to do another extension? You know? Depending or cut him. Yeah, because his his cap is 45 in 2021 or 2022? 2022, 45. Yeah, so they'll have to either, tr- they'll have to renegotiate with him. Yeah. And extend him. Because anyone you send him to is going to need to do the same thing. So even if you but trade he, here's him. But he, here's where the Raiders would have Derek by the balls if they did a two-year deal. They'd basically have him under contract for the next four years. It'd be a huge win for the Raiders. I don't see how, yeah, but- as, Jer- as Derek just got $125 million, how incentive? How he would make any sense to do uh, like a? Because to me, if I'm the Raiders, I want to do like even if it's two years, sixty six million, so like basically thirty a year, or whatever, thirty two, thirty two. But guarantee, I could even guarantee sixty of it. Like I'm feeling pretty good because I don't owe him that much these next two years, and I just get to put it over four years. The thing with Cousins, he only had the one year left, the two years, so it was really a three year deal. I have this extra wiggle room. Right, even a seventy-five million dollar deal, three years. Then I get this guy under contract for five years. What I've been thinking about, from if they've had all these weird thoughts about you, Derek, over the years, you become very tradable on a contract in a couple of years where Derek's making like twenty-eight and he's still a really good quarterback. I was like, I would just play it out, and you you've played it out this far and you've made a ton of money. What's the rush? And he'd go, Well, they're if I'm playing his, they're trying to be loyal. They're trying to extend me. It's like, yeah, kinda. <laughs> like I. Are they extending you really to be their quarterback forever or is just to kind of help them out in the short term and then figure it out next year as they go? I would need enough money so that I am making more than the franchise tag in 2023. Well, that's just, I would doubt that's part of the extension, right? Because yeah, the franchise I mean, tag's huge. It's 30, was it 31 now? It would be by then 36, 36. 37. Yeah. So. Yeah, it would be easy to justify it's honestly, if you're a it's good guy. Be more guaranteed than my last contract was, probably. I actually think, you know, if I'm in cars, like I'm not being a hater here, I think they're going to try to take advantage of them. 
because they could throw, you throw $60 million, it's easy for him in his mind. Well, they already paid me 125 or at 200. I've made more money than anyone in my family ever could have dreamed of. And my, I had an older brother that was the number one pick in the draft and I'm worth hundreds of millions of dollars. They're showing me extension, but I just go, you know, there is something to be said about like Dak and, and cousins showed like what you're truly worth if you play it out. And Derek, you're only in your late 20s. You play it out, you'll be, if you ever do get to the franchise, like they won't want a franchise tag you, right? Because they don't want that cap hit. They're not going to want that right. at and, all. And we've seen uh, the more who money gets you franchise make, as a quarterback. The more money you make, the more you can do, you can take a little more risk, right? If you've never signed a $125 million contract, it's harder to walk away from $66 million. But he signed it. He's made it. The money's in the bank. So maybe you can take a little bit more of a quote-unquote risk right and let it ride and just kind of change the power dynamic here between you and the organization which has not been favorable. they've kind of drug him through the mud the last couple yeah, of years even if right? I, I wouldn't even say dragged him through the mud i would just say they just don't they just let it kind of continue where his name is always out there yeah so now maybe this year maybe they're kind of but maybe in his mind the extension in Derek's, even if it is quote unquote cheaper and he goes listen guys i'm not all about the money. I'm already making more money than I ever I could have dreamed of. Yeah, I want to be here. And they're showing me that, like, if they sign me to extension, who can say anything? I'm like, right. well, I don't think it's going to go well. Right. And, and also, they sign me to an extension in the end. It, it's not the, what I would get on the free agent market. Maybe that's, I just want to win. I'm really rich. I just want them to be able to sign other players. Yeah, help out the deal. I'm going to be here next year, so we'll just take it year to year. I live next to Johnny now. Trying to outlive him here in Vegas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Derek, it, it really is one thing. We were kind of on this years ago, and it's just so true. It matters for all the other positions because you're like, oh, this guy's probably going to get cut. Quarterbacks, they they just, if you're just a top 20 guy, you're making that whole freight. Yeah. You really are. Yeah. Like just Google like Ryan Tannehill's career earnings. I mean, you just make so they? much money. I mean, I would guess it's really high. I mean, I was just at Cousins was at like 140. I mean, Tannehill's got an extension coming at some point. Or a free Actually, agent Cousins, contract that's... What, what What would you guess I was off because I Cousins got franchised those two years? Kirk Cousins' career earnings. Well, 80 plus 30 plus 30 at least, right? So what is that? Uh, 80 plus 30 is uh, 110 plus 30 is 140. So at minimum, I don't know, 165, 175? Yeah, he's at 140 right now. And by 2022, he'll be at 196. Because he's got that extension cash flowing. <laughs> so I like to him, I don't know, he did it a little different because he got those two franchise tag years, right? It's, so it's, it's just it's hard to replicate what he's he, did. he yeah, he only deals with guaranteed money now. He doesn't even fuck with anything else. Because <laughs> he refused to do what Derek, what they're going to try to do to Derek. Because remember, one of his big things was, he's like, you're, the guaranteed money you're offering me at $50 million, well, the franchise tag in a year is half of that. So why why would I, what are you guys talking about? Right. And I don't really want to be is where, Yeah, that, that's different. He didn't want to be there. Derek does. Derek is very loyal to the Raiders. Yeah. He is very passionate. Like, he if is. you gave him the choice, he wants to stay his whole career there. Absolutely. So, I think if I was his agent, the number would probably... I wouldn't do a two-year extension. It would minimum start at three, and that number would probably have to be above 75. 
So basically 25, 20. It would have to be more guaranteed than his last contract, which was 70 million guaranteed. Yeah. That was an extension though with one year left. So you're saying wait another year and the number's bigger? I'm just saying like they might push back and go because you'd go, well, if it was 71, then shouldn't he be asking for like 90? Because he's, you know, he's been playing longer. I just could see them. And I just dealing our own contracts and radio. When you do have years left, it is, you you never understand it on the other side, but I, I do get it now. You know, I, I, I see where that side's coming from when you got multiple. Because the Raiders would go, we're doing you a favor. We're going we're gonna to give you cash right now, yeah. which is true. So it's not like I when I say I would be careful about do I don't think quote unquote he's getting screwed. I just do think he's doing them a favor. Like they they wouldn't do this deal if it wasn't prohibitive or if it was prohibitive and any like this is helping them out. Which you could argue if he's their starting quarterback, if he helps them out and he's still making money, isn't that the win win? And I'd say yes. If they but, use the money to make his team better, slash, and they don't kind of always think about upgrading with which unless he becomes like a top five quarterback, they just will. That's what the money's for, maybe. I don't, it's just a. Co- yeah, I just true. think it that's is. That's why you take the money. You're like, oh, yeah. I'll get the money now, and then if I get because what would you do in the days. NBA right now? Even if you didn't want to be there and they didn't want you, you would just sign the extension, yeah. just get it on the books, yeah. and then figure it out from there. Yeah, but he but he want to sign a max extension in the NBA. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I do think that I looking at those cousins numbers, I could see John licking his lips into something like that. Like a fifty guaranteed, thinking he can kind of pull something like I that would off. Love to do a two-year contract. Oh, live for it. Like that's what I'm saying. If I'm Derek, I don't know if I do a two-year extension. Like you're a five-year player, bro. I agree. But it's so hard for these guys. We'll see how Dak how it plays out with Dak, right? Like, does Dak ever get? Does he actually ever sniff free agency? Did we just get a couple of tags? Are they going to pay him? What's his tag this year? Like thirty-seven because it's another twenty percent because he was tagged. I think it's like 35 year, six. Whatever. It's huge. Yeah. And he, but it's also weird with him because he wasn't he was hurt this year. He didn't get to put together a year that really puts the pre- who knows. And the other thing that was weird is remember, it was like whenever it was, week four or five, it was like Dak Prescott is on pace to throw for 13,000 yards. And you're like, they're 0 six. I know. He was leading the league. But he was leading the league in yards. He was putting up these crazy numbers, but they were losing all the games. It was probably the worst case for Jerry because it stayed complicated, right? It wasn't like a no-brainer. You got to extend him. But it wasn't like, well, he was not the reason you were losing. But you still kind of felt like you're in no man's land. And then you got hurt. Shattered an ankle. Um, Okay. Uh, We thought we would uh, finish up here with some uh, get-off-my-lawn stuff. Stuff that sounds like old man and probably sounds too like angry to tweet. Um, I definitely had that moment this weekend. But uh, the, the, the bigger moment was definitely Cam Newton and uh, Cam's uh, heckler at his uh, Cam out there in a Peloton jacket. Uh, you, I hope you got paid for that, Cam. I, bet he's an, I think he's an investor. Got to be an investor. Yep. Yeah. What'd you think of uh, the reaction to the reaction, John, of Cam getting? Well, my, my get off my lawn. By the way, everyone had Cam's back, which I've never seen Twitter universally get Cam Newton's back. Yeah, my get off my lawn is the opposite of because everyone I thought had the old man take. Yeah. I even saw Doug Baldwin, who I always really enjoyed as a player. I remember when he went at it with Dion, mediocre average about the receivers mm-hmm. back in the day at Seattle. Thought he deserved an ass whooping, the kid. <laughs> yeah. 
And, and, and basically every Leonard former Fournette player called him out. Like you can't. Oh, I saw like Darius this. Slay is like, this is bullshit. And I was like, every there wasn't a player that got retweeted into my timeline. They didn't want to kick this kid's ass. Former players, coaches, media members. And my take was this. Are you guys fucking morons? The kid was like 13 to 15. And there is anyone in that friend group that has a 13 to 15 year old. And I grew up at a time, and so did you, when we didn't, there were no cameras on a phone. But we would have done that for the reaction. We didn't have there phones. Would have been there was one no phone. guy. At 13. Yeah, there was no phone. Cam's a polarizing player. If that had been, I'm trying to think, like Aaron Rodgers, no one's talking shit. It has to be a player that is a little polarizing. And the kid was saying, you're a free agent, coming off a really bad season. There might have won one dude on the football team, or just like the class clown version of the group, that would have been like, I'm going to fuck with Cam. Like, I want you to fuck with Cam. Fuck with Cam. That's what kids do. And it's amplified times 100 now because the thing I'm getting shared was clearly his TikTok, right? That's what it got ripped off of. I saw the little TikTok mm-hmm. thing. The kid TikTok, and the, the headline was like, Cam is triggered or whatever, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So they knew one of the kids told the other kid, which we've all done at different times. Now, if this was like Tom Brady there, the guy would have looked up. And you could argue Cam Newton, former MVP, accomplished a lot, should be picking his brain for wisdom. I do think Cam's at the level, a little bit of a jokester too, that he's kind of a prime candidate for the kids to try to trigger, which is exactly what it was, which is why I never get mad at the people trying to trigger because that's what their job is to fuck around. Like, they're 14-year-olds. That's what they do. They're not that serious. If this had been like Auburn's practice, you'd be like, yeah, that's why they always lose a Saban. Like, you should be asking Cam, like, what it takes. 14-year-old kid who got blew up on TikTok, like, he, he accomplished his goal. Right, he did. But and I'm with you. I think you and I have a similar disposition in that when all of Twitter goes one way, we naturally go the other way. If everyone hates something, I like it. If everyone loves something, I hate it. I'm very conscious of it now ever since Jay Cutler uh, was a bad quarterback, and I've recognized the flaw in, uh, in just zigging when everyone zags, even though it's fundamentally probably a pretty good thing philosophy to follow. I try not to just do it blindly. Well, sometimes if you zag, you go off the bridge, right? Yeah, and sometimes everyone zigs because there was a <laughs> there was a brick in the middle of the highway, and you better zig or zag, or you're going to hit a brick. Yeah. So there's something to be said for it. This is one. I think you make many good points. I also think you're overthinking a little just the fundamental, basic, decent way to interact with another human being, which is respectfully. That's all. Now, yes, you're right. 13-year-old kids just or whoever old the kid is, just do, do stuff. We both have, you and I, everyone listening has. You think about it afterwards, or if somebody had filmed it and showed it to you, it'd probably make you cringe. But that's the point. Is like if you did something like that, you'd like to cr- you'd like to know that you cringed at it later. This is just a internet interaction taking place in real life. And as you and I always talk about internet interactions, usually are not real interactions. They they don't they don't happen in a real way. And, uh, like, I think Cam started saying, like, who's your, where's your dad? Where's your dad? Like, if your dad was here, he would not think that. He'd just be like, dude, you, how are you talking to another person? Forget about it being Cam Newton or not. Just how are you talking to another person? Now, where I will agree with you is, like, everyone on the Internet saying, oh, you should be asking Cam for tips. <laughs> like, yeah, okay. Hey, Cam, how do I get to the league? It's like, well, uh, study hard and, uh, you know, <laughs> eat your vegetables, and uh, one day you'll be my mom's favorite quarterback. Like, Or, or, or how about this? Guy. The guy, he's six six. He won the fucking oh, Heisman. Man. Like, what's he gonna? He's like, Win well, I wasn't that lottery. accurate, I, but I'm bigger than everyone else. <laughs> yeah. Kid, I gotta tell you, I'm eyeballing you, and 
I don't think you're going to make it. Yeah, if that had been Julian Edelman, like, you know, like, okay, you know, this guy <laughs> more just relate to the common human asking Cam, who towered over all the kids, right? He was massive when he was like, Jesus. My other thing is, did, did Cam Newton, the moment he shows up, like, was there a connection? Maybe knows a high school coach or whatever he's there for? Probably, right? He doesn't just show unprompted, you wouldn't imagine. But did he just walk up and they immediately did it? Or was it overtime, out of practice, and he's like, bro, you got to fuck with him now? Was he going back and forth? I, just There's probably some context there. Yeah. that uh, My point is, I don't think this. Ki- there's a chance the kid 100% was doing it for his buddies, and they were all kind of in on it together trying to be funny. And then when you're young, older people, you just look stupid. I, I think about this all the time. Should I go back and scrub my entire Twitter account for like from 14 to 2020? Like, do I want one day my kids to see like, to just look, be able and to see an interaction with like, I'm not I'm just using this because it probably happened more with these group, like Raider 2727, fuck you, you loser, you piece of shit coming from me or something, you know, who knows what I don't even remember what I tweet or just like, whatever, some tweets that I probably am ashamed of. Just why would you tweet that? Well, it's not doing else? anything for you now. Like, well, not, but it didn't even you do should... anything for me then. It was just stupid back and forth. And then I realized it was Twitter. Who cares about any of it? But like I did a lot of interacting over the years where I, if I was in the wrong mood and the guy was coming at me, I just came right back to them. It was just Twitter, yeah. right? He's got it screen grabbed just in case. Yeah. You've got, somebody's sure. got some middle cough tweets screen grabbed on their phone. I'm just, sure. <laughs> but then he realized none of, it, I, none of it matters. Like maybe Twitter will just go away forever. Uh, yeah. Well, it will. <laughs> yeah. It will. But maybe. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, uh, your kids won't even be searching Twitter. That's to be. They'll be like a what? They'll be like, they'll be telling yeah. them to look through a phone book. They'll be like, what are you talking about? I know. <laughs> a, a what? I type it in here. It's an advanced search, and then I type in Middlecoff from 2014 to 2019, and I just search keywords. <laughs> Fuck you, Raiders. Like, okay, God, there's a lot of tweets here. Uh, a lot of arguing about Mark Davis's bank account. It's just such pointless over the <laughs> I years. I told you so they were going to move. I told you they were going to move. So dumb. <laughs> yeah. I remember being at a, in, in, this would have been like, I got to get my years. I never know quite the years that I lived, but in, this would have been like six, uh, uh, like sixth grade. So talk mid 95, 96. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we lived on an air force base in Injerlik, Turkey. It was Injerlik air force base was the Air Force Base in Turkey. We were there for two years. George Teague, you remember George Teague? The guy who hit T.O. when T.O. went to the star? His dad was in the military. And George came and did a football camp on the base. Like, he came to visit his dad, and he did a football camp for, like, you know, the Youth Football League or whatever. Was he on the Cowboys at the time? I mean, probably. I don't know. I honestly don't remember. Did you attend the camp? I was at the camp. And afterwards, George Teague did autographs and we got in line and, you know, every, I got George Teague's autograph somewhere on like a sheet of paper, like on a, just a, a blank piece of paper. But I remember like, like trying to talk too much to George Teague, right? Like probably as much as any other kid was, we were all probably gathered around while he signed an autograph. You don't just take the autograph and walk away. You like hang around like, George, what's this like? George, what's that like? George, what's this like? George, what's that like? And I remember there being a point where somebody told some of us, like, hey, just can you guys just chill out? Like, can you just like let other kids get up front, let other kids get the autographs? Like, just leave them alone a little bit. 
and I don't remember much about like exactly what was said, but I just remember that moment of like, uh, maybe you're bothering George too much, right? Because somebody said something. But that's what kids do. Absolutely, it's what kids do. But and that's what alpha kids do. There are alpha kids, and then there are beta kids. I think I might have tried to get two autographs. Yeah, that, that's an alpha move. <laughs> but I just, but that, that's different than like talking trash to his face, which on a weird level I respect. <laughs> like it's better than tweeting at him. But I do think there is just, um, you know, I think that's part of celebrity too. Is you feel like you know people, you feel like you can say. Th- I, I would imagine when you hear interviews with celebrities, they kind of say things like people think they can say stuff to me because they think they know me. That they can't yeah. say, right? But it, it is different with kids. It's uh, no, it's there's no. Now problem. that guy, that guy. One thing I will say, the kid cross. You usually don't hear kids like talking about the guy's employment status. It would You're more poor. be like, yeah, Cam, you, you suck. Even, everyone or knows he's not poor, so it's like a pointless, you know. See, I, I didn't even. I only watched a little. Once he started saying, "I'm rich," I'm like, "This is so stupid." Well, it's Cam. You see, the problem is Cam's at a disadvantage. Cause you want you yeah, like this kid's gonna, you can't be you're gonna talk to, to me like an adult. Well, let me. Here's the things I want to say to you that I can't, but you can't. Yeah, to me, I'll give Cam if you the comeback is just simply, "Where's your dad?" Like he's done a bad job <laughs> and put it on the parent, that, which would have been yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, because then that guy is. But your blood you know, pressure rising. You don't quite know what to say to the kid. It takes you. Yeah, a minute it, to it find kind of comes right. out of nowhere. You didn't. He gave. He brought a curveball out of nowhere. Like you ain't gonna get signed. Like, like holy shit! He's just there trying to help the youth. I'm with you. It is again. It's a. It's a. Kids do low level shit. Like you just the expectations kids. for b- kid boys too. Like girls, maybe they're mean to each other, like at school or whatever. But I do feel they're a little more compassionate about things. I do think like twelve to fifteen year old boys are liable to just do some well, of the stupidest shit. Like it, you could argue that the driving age sixteen it probably should be no, like seventeen no or eighteen. Should, no, like absolutely no way it should be sixteen. <laughs> Yeah, someone who drove. I think it's more just I just need my kid to drive. I don't have time to pick him up. There was a <laughs> one of the great episodes of Seinfeld is when uh, Jerry doesn't return a book to the library, and the library detective checks him down, and they're talking about um, wedgies and how some of the kids gave George Costanza a wedgie in high school, and Elaine says, "Well, you guys, you get boys are crazy. You just the bullying." And they say to Elaine, "Like, well, what do girls do?" And she's like, "We just make fun of somebody until they get an eating disorder." It's not quite as physical, maybe, to your point. Yeah. <laughs> well, Hassan Minhaj's thing, he went to high school with us. I went to junior high with him. You were at Emerson. You might not even have been there because you came in ninth grade, yeah, right? which was junior high for us. But so I which, was ju- which was junior high for us, but in eighth grade, we had an eighth grade basketball team because in ninth grade, you go to JV. And in eighth grade, he tells a story where, he I don't think he uses the guy's name. The guy ended up becoming a military guy, but he, they would like pee in his Jordans. Yeah. I don't remember the that exactly happening. I do remember them fucking with him. And it just, boys just do, and this is again, eighth grade. It didn't, it just kind of gauge in those kids. It felt seventh, eighth, ninth grade and that kind of, maybe even eighth to seventh, right? Not ninth. That's like extremely mean, by the way. Yeah, I'm just saying kids do mean shit and and you could turn out like if I said the same thing when the kids like 25 30 like you did that. Okay, I do things now that I think about like I try not to walk around as much with just an earbud in my head. It's like I'm not interacting with anybody. This is just I'm I'm not I find myself not being as Like nice. if you're walking down the sidewalk or if you walk into a place of business. Yeah, I'm even say, yeah, more like around my building when I see people. I'd say safe way for sure. I'm like, I just, yeah. I, I feel like just so isolated. And then I, I feel like a little short Good. with the, I just, I just start thinking like, does that person that I had a short interaction with think like I'm an asshole? Cause I'm listening to fucking, you know, DJ talk about Trevor Lawrence and I'm not, and, and you know, you're not even really listening, 
right? It's just in your ear. You just, you think you're supposed to wear an earphone. Like back in the day, you had to take your earphones off for places. Now you can just take them anywhere, right? You're just like, I'm doing stuff. Even, no, no, you're not. And I, At the I'm register, the for space. sure, I take them out. I take them yeah, out when I go a, inside. It's a dick move. And I only wear one to begin with, but that's a whole other thing. Yeah. Um, that's good. I, see, I've got I've gone two before. It's, it's good self. You just it's easy to isolate from uh, humanity. No doubt. Um, might get off my lawn, John. Much less of a a thing this weekend. But I think uh, somebody. It just happened to me multiple times. I've bit my tongue. I haven't tweeted it because it's such a stupid tweet. But I've seen multiple times now the NBA. These guys are wearing minor league baseball uniforms almost every night. You can't read the numbers. I've seen a few NBA floors where the floor is really a light color, which doesn't work on TV. I'm watching the Hornets Warriors. The Hornets are wearing a teal jersey with block numbers on a teal floor. Does the NBA know they've got a television product here? That that's what this is? It's a TV product? Like, I'll say this. College football sometimes, they need to... I think college football organizations need to dictate. Leagues need to dictate to teams. I've heard... I know of one college basketball team that got told by the league, you cannot wear those jerseys. They're hard to see on television because they know it's a TV product. You can't wear your black jerseys with black numbers on TV. What Dana Allman say to that? Was not Dana. Their uniforms are awesome, um, but you know they, their floor sometimes can get a little. Their weird. floor is a little weird, but at least it's dark. Some of these teams have these really light colored floors. It's hard to see. The Hornets thing is awful. The Heat jerseys. I don't care if they're ugly or not. You can't tell who the people are. Uh, it's just a. It's bad for TV, and I don't know what happened. I didn't get the memo. I don't know if you saw it. Coward tweeted something like, "Jimmy Butler's got to hate wearing this stupid ass oh, jersey." Oh, it's so stupid. It's it's. But again, I don't. Ugly doesn't bother me. It's is it. Is it clearly visible? If you watch the NFL, one thing's really clear. Numbers are on the shoulders, on the top of the shoulder pads, or on the sides. You can tell who it is from the side, from the back. The numbers are clear. You think they do that They do that on purpose? Well, I don't even I don't, think about it. Yeah, but. I mean, it's it's not an accident that it's clear. Now, maybe it's about officiating. Maybe it's about something else. So they can always tell who committed coaches. a foul. Or, yeah, the coaches, whatever. Yeah. But it's this is a TV product. Let's think about TV here, NBA. When we do a... I don't, who, when did the NBA decide that it was AAA baseball and like you can have 12 different ugly ass jerseys? I, again, I don't care that they're ugly. I just care that they're not clear. I, I, did that start this year? Did that start last year where teams start having 12 I, well, jerseys? Yeah, I think clearly money wise, they think they can just, they're making a lot of money clear, on jersey which, sales. I get it. I, I, I was driving around the other day. I heard the Giants this year, I guess I've never noticed this, but in their home jerseys, they don't put the names on the back. They never have, even though it doesn't even sound real. But the San Francisco whatever, Giants, yeah, yeah, whatever they're doing this year, they're doing new home jerseys, and it's just going well. Of course, they're trying to generate more revenue. The Houston Rockets. When I think the Houston fucking Rockets, I think two things: red or the white and the red, like a Keem jersey. They have a jersey this year that is blue, that is like light blue. That's not quite Charger blue, but it's like headed that way. The Houston Rockets. Well, why could they possibly do? They're trying to sell the jerseys. No doubt. Here's the problem in your leagues in like uh, in the NBA. Guys are changing teams at too high of a rate to like, back when I bought like a Jordan jersey, I knew he wasn't leaving. Or Shaq, at least he was on the Lakers for like seven, eight years. Like I just, now you're holding on for dear life more than ever. I guess it's always been a problem in the, in basketball, but I'm with you. I just, if I, the Rockets jerseys really bother me. When I see light blue, the Rockets, like what the fuck are Here's we Here's the other problem. The number under the the name under the number the name under the I, if if I were a commissioner, Major League Baseball, I don't I get that it looks like your old jerseys. You probably couldn't do it to the Yankees. People will get mad. I'd I'd make everybody put the names on the back of their jerseys. Like folks, we got to know who these people are. It's beneficial for your sport if we know who you're saying. Watching. Like Alabama, Penn State, shit like that. Everybody, names Yankees, back. Giants, Alabama. Yeah. Put now college football, whatever. I don't care. Dude, it's who cares. 
But in the pros, put your name on your jersey. Okay, first of all. Well, who doesn't do it beside the Yankees? The Giants don't do now. it on their home jerseys. I think yeah, some. Well, they are now. They are now. Oh, they are now. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was the thing because they, they need to push a little product. Yeah, let's come on, people. Let's 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 help let's help everybody out here. And I know it's cool. It'll be cool. We'll put the name under the number. Well, that's cool until on TV they don't show somebody from the butt to the neck. They show them from the mid back to the neck. So now I can't see the guy's name because his name is hiding under the score bug on the screen. I was watching some. I don't even know what it was the other day. You couldn't see put the name. name. If we're going to put the name on the jersey, it's like putting a name tag on your belly button. No, put it it's on good. your it, chest. Put it on your back. On the it's top, good you didn't tweet this shoulders. out, guy. I know. It's that's what this is perfect for. Get off. You would have lawn. been viewed as like a ninety-year-old fucking is, angry it's, guy. It's an. It's it's a it's a great take, but it's just the stupidest take. Yeah. So because because coward was crushing and Gottlieb tweeted my son was just commenting how much he liked the Heat's jerseys and his kids like 12 year old yeah. playing AAU basketball and maybe you that's know, all kids, that matters yeah and I, I do think I don't know I mean maybe they're always like you know shoes I remember my, when my, I'd get my dad to buy me a cool pair of basketball shoes he thought they were the ugliest things ever right so I think that generation who's ever the dad buying it for the kid that's 12 to 15 is going to think they're really ugly. Because I just remember, it's like that with music. You'd put on like, you know, Snoop Dogg. My issue is not that they're like, ugly. What are you listening? But you're right. What? Uh, no, yeah, I, I'm just I saying that I just point. think everything is viewed differently. Like, I hate the Rockets jerseys because I remember them, what I grew up on with the Keem sure. Elijah one. But even, I didn't even say like, I feel like Harden's been wearing the same Rockets. You're just kind of going on and feel blue. So. You know, so I just, I, I, I know, but I'm just saying like, they are getting extreme and let's just face it. Here's what I, I say this all the time about pro sports. I'm so numb to it all now because I just look at it through a business lens. They're just trying to make money. No different than me and you are. So I I, I think we're so far past the just the kids playing a game and just oh, and I think no they're, they're, everything they're thinking about is like, what can I make money on? What can I make money on? And some of those ideas, for every good idea there is, like, let's add another playoff team and play another playoff game. Everyone's like, yeah, it makes sense. There's a lot of like, Stupid stuff, well, like look, jerseys or floors, or I, I, and after, you know, I don't know exactly how they make money on the floors, but the floors they could at least make the floors more visually satisfying. I'm with you there. But if I could do that whole rant, and someone from the NBA could be like, "Yeah, so we added uh, 37 million dollars to our revenue stream last year by every team adding instead of having three jerseys, they now have five jerseys." I'd be like, "Well, okay, tell me." Well, I, I got one. Like, one thing all the play, all, one thing all the players are pissed at right now is the All Star game. And you go, yeah, the All Star game doesn't make that much sense. And I saw someone tweet out the other day. The All-Star game is worth about $30 million to the partners. And if you're the partners, and you and I have dealt with quote-unquote partners, the partners, they go, well, they hey, used to be Silver, a very inside Haberman and Middlecoff joke, the partners. Combined, we're paying you billions. Uh, we need this fucking game. You know why? Because that weekend that you're supposed to have the All-Star game, we got nothing to show. Not a thing. And that game generates us a lot of money. Because we pay you for it. And that's where I think I struggle sometimes with the players. And I get when you're in it, you don't realize it. Like, hey, guys. And I think deep down, LeBron has to know this. He's too business savvy. But a lot of the, like De'Aaron Fox, he was a guy bitching and moaning about it. It's like, De'Aaron, you just got $180 million. Your team won't sniff the playoffs again. You may never make the playoffs as a max guy. Do you realize where all this money comes from? And again, it sucks. And this is a year you're like, well, we're doing all this. Why are we even making us come? Like, there should, this is where in your take on golf, I think league sometime, the NFL is the best at this. I think baseball is like this too. It's just about money. They don't even pretend it's about the other bullshit. Baseball is the best at it. Last year with Corona, 
They never once pretended anything that had to do with Corona. It was all about salaries and the pro Not one fucking thing was about a mask or they had stupid rules, but that was like on the back burner. It was all about money, how much you were getting paid. What perc- yeah, how many games we're going to play, how much we How many get paid, what's our prorated salary. The NBA dabbles in this weird water of like perception versus the reality. It is all about money. But like, and then they get to these situations like this year with the All-Star game, which let's face it. So they play the All-Star. It's kind of stupid. You should, it's an easy one to cancel. Well, let's tell that to TNT. And I heard someone on, I heard Zach Lowe say it the other day. You know, it's hard for me to claim like they shouldn't do it. Yes, we got ours on Christmas. Like that's when we get ours. They get theirs on the All-Star week. Like that's what TNT, part of their oh, package. ESPN gets You know, their Christmas. package. Yeah, yeah. Think how long, like you don't realize this, but subconsciously you go to TNT for All-Star weekend. That's a big moneymaker for them. And they go, well, hey, guys. Hey, LeBron. Hey, all you guys. These back salaries. We give the league a fucking billion dollars a year. We we do that because we got to make our billion to make this all make sense. And that's where I think I, I've become numb to it all. And I get fans aren't with some of this stuff. But I just look at it like, listen, I think it's stupid. But I think it's only going to get worse and worse. Because the thing is, and you saw this year for the first time ever because of Corona, I think, in uh, modern day. Because I'd say once the internet started... Baseball, basketball, and definitely football. The money has gone crazy. For the first time ever, they got kind of slapped in the face. A little bit out of all of their control, right? They all, in some weird way, took a hit. And really, they just didn't make money they were going to make. They still made money. The NFL actually probably made the most because they were the most dedicated on TV. Where we saw last year with baseball, the big issue was like they make so much from the gate. And I think this year, you realize the NBA makes a lot from the gate too because they just have a lot of games. That you go, holy fuck. Like, once you get used... I say this all the time about money. It's all relative. Like, at one point in time in your life, me handing Guy Haberman a $100 bill, if I was going to give Guy at 16 years old to do something, $100, I could have got you to do a lot, right? And now you got at a point where maybe that number is 10000 Maybe it's 50000 Maybe it's 100000 Maybe it's... You, you follow rich people. Maybe that number's $10 million. You hear some of these outrageous things. That's Maybe to get Tom Brady to show up, his number is going to be a lot different than the dude down the street. And it's just like, the, the reality is you never want to go backwards. And I think for the first time, all these leagues thinking about going backwards and their partners that pay them the money, like they're getting pressured. And I, I just think these you just get desperate and you start doing things. I don't even think we've sniffed the surface of th- seeing things like, what the fuck are they doing? Because they're just going to start trying the next three or four years. Especially baseball and basketball, they got hit the hardest. Football, the pro- yeah, the do difficulty, what they do. that's where the, you can do jerseys. The difficulty is like, oh, we're going to, you can't get a bunch of guys to start doing a barnstorming tour in the, oh, we're going to do a middle, uh, 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 an off-season, uh, a, a, a small NBA, like a, a mid-off-season NBA mini-season. We're going to take, uh, we're going to make all-star teams of uh, eight guys uh, per team, and we're going to travel the country for three weeks and do a mini-NBA tour. Right, they've already hinted at stuff like the Bill Simmons, the midseason tournament, the midseason like, tournament. Right, but those are part of the eighty-two games. I'm saying, yeah, ideally you could take like you know the top thirty players in the league, make a hand, make a few little teams of six guys, and travel the country playing uh, you know thirty-minute games or something. I well, don't know. Once something works financially, anyone knows this, right? If you fucking sell furniture online, the moment you sell one piece of furniture, you're like, well, I got four more pieces. I'm going to flip it. Think about golf all those years when we were young. Tiger got big. What'd they start doing? Primetime golf with Tiger. And then they took a long break. And then a couple years ago, they're like, why don't we just try pay-per-view with Phil and Tiger? It worked. What have they done like four or five times since? They've done a lot of it. They've like, fuck, bring in Curry, bring in Brady. Well, that's really, you think that's going to stop? How about the, that's going to keep 
That's going to keep coming. John, that's the move, is you take the all-star team. Let's just say what the two all-star teams are. So forget about making multiple teams. What am I thinking? You take two teams, and you play you know, best of 15 around the country. The two of them, over the course of a month, they play 15 games. Now, you, you no, no, problem. no resting. No resting. You no, know, no. That's why I said over a month, you play 15 games. So you every, you know, but you play at Cowboy Stadium. You play at the new, you play at SoFi Stadium. You play an outdoor game, let's say, somewhere on like some uh, off the coast of San Diego. You play on a, a, you know, aircraft carrier. You go play at the Garden. You go play, right? And you just do that. And you have a barn, like it's what players used, used to barnstorm. Yeah. Right? But, and well, let's I mean, make up our lost money. We'll make it a made-for-TV special. We'll sell out. It'll be 50,000 seats. It'll be incredible. But you're not going to Ham consulting. Ham consulting. What, you know why they won't we do it? The, the league would love to do that. Players are too well, Absolutely. The, why, why, what's and, their incentive? And, well, no, there's not. Well, here's the incentive. The next generation of players, if this whole thing kind of falls apart on a couple of these leagues, even if the salaries get cut in half, it would get ugly fast. You're like, whoa, we're making how much? Because again, you just get used to making this. If you're like, oh, one day I'm going to make $150 million. Then all of a sudden that max is $80 million, even though $80 million is incredible money. Put yourself in those shoes. You're like, well, wait, what? What? <laughs> that that to me is you're staring down that in basketball. Let's make it a baseball. Seven, all, all I hear in baseball is like, they're not paying. They're not paying. The last three or four years, some highly paid guys have gotten a huge amount of money. Right. Just be sweet at baseball. That's why Jeff Passan or Passan tweeted like, just play baseball, kids. And he did like a gif of Fernando Tatis. I'm like, well, well yeah, if you're going to be the like the best be player they had in franchise history since fucking Tony Gwynn. Yeah, play baseball, kids. He's Fernando Tatis Jr. Because senior played in the big leagues. Well, senior, I mean, senior is pretty good. Hey, two grand slams in an inning once. Yeah, not this guy. I he, Quick take on that. Not a get off my lawn. If I hand, and this is this is what got me thinking about my youth, it, I don't care, and I've never been as talented, clearly, as something as this guy is. I mean, no, I'd say 99.9% of all humans, including like the Bill Gates of the world, like there's a small percentage of people that are as good at what they do as Fernando Testis is. But most of those people, non-athletes, I guess maybe some musicians or actors get money really early. If I know that I sign a contract and I get $340 million, I don't care if you have the best, if you're a Tom Brady character, Think about Tom Brady. He had to earn his money. That that will test a human being's character. Just think of like five years. Like, you know, in, you know, October or November. If I'm not, like, do I really want to go cage today? <laughs> like, that, I, I, there's a human element to that. If, if this guy becomes a Hall of Fame player, he might have the greatest character in the history of character. Well, this is why. Get that type of money at 22 years old. Like, even Mahomes, say what you want. Like, he had already... He, like, had a bar that he set for himself. He won an MVP. Like, he, he does have to kind of live up to it. Like, someone text me this. I'm sure you know this. He's played 143 games in his career. Well, what's the best quality uh, when you're scouting a player? A good player. What's just, uh, I mean, probably unfazed by money? Yeah, well, I was just say loves the sport. Like, loves to play oh, the yeah. game. Oh, Addicted, yeah. Addicted like, the to only compete. way now yeah. it works is if he loves to play baseball. And he just loves going to the yard. And then he's like, well, this is fantastic. This is what I, I would do anyway. To me, lo- I'd, I'd be like an addict. Like yeah. He's got to be like Tom Brady. Well, it might be hard at this point to be an addict. Uh, you might I, just love it. Just that might, that, and that might be good enough. Because in the end, he's only making 24 a year. Do you agree that's, that would test? Would that test your Like, Do you think you would have been able to handle that? I mean, just no matter how much you're addicted. Now, there's I mean, you part just of, need a few more cheeseburgers for sure at minimum, right? Even if you're still into it. You just do I actually, you argue I th- as that I think it would have. 
I actually think it'd help to be in like a Boston or New York because it'd just keep you on your toes. You're like, well, these motherfuckers are going to crush me. Yeah. San Diego's like, well, no one even gives a shit. They're just <laughs> happy know? I'm here. Do a few bat flips. <laughs> Daniel Jeremiah I'm is cool excited. With, I'm cool as shit. Yeah, just do some high fives. Just let me know when bombs. Trevor Bauer's pitching. I'll be ready. Like, say what you want. Even Bryce Harper. Like, you know, that's, that's just, they're looking, you know, you have a couple bad seasons. They're not all saying hi to you as you're walking seasons. down the street. You're going 0 for 4 on opening day. They're <laughs> yeah, I just taking think phone there's, calls on you. If this guy will be the greatest driven human being in the history of potential human beings, if he goes on to be one of the greats, market That's, plus money, yeah. Just the age to sign that deal to know, like, even I bet his dad's like, this is crazy. <laughs> his dad played in the big leagues for what, like a helps. decade. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, I assume he grew up pretty comfortably, right? Given his father's, oh, earnings. clearly. But I, so I wonder but if that still, helps like, a little bit that like he didn't. Just, like that he, you know, that he's been driving a Lexus for But like a while. Steph and Clay are good examples. Like they had to earn it, you know? Right. It's like you but I just wonder for those guys if it helped that they grew up not, money was not a foreign thing to them. True, 100%, but true, but like they'd have a game, a playoff series, like we got to earn our shit. Like this guy, well, he's yeah. have to earn a fucking thing. He literally didn't have to earn anything. I mean, kind of, he had to be, he was good. In a 60 game season. I know. I know. I'm just year. fast. I mean, I just yeah. Hope they scouted the person I, I, well. But I think that yeah, I mean, it's just here's the one thing: you watch him, you go, he is a little more than the X factor with him is he's just like a great, like he's a vibrant personality. He's an exciting player. Like he acts like he loves. Like he does have some of just the face of your franchise qualities to him. Yeah, he's got a, he's got like a the good of Manny and David Ortiz kind of combined. Yeah, he just like. does some got stuff. That like if it was basketball, it would matter more that you got some star quality to you. You know, yeah. They're like, yeah. Even if we don't win, you love coming to the to the arena and watching them go for thirty five. If you just tell me this guy makes the next ten All Stars, I'll just be like, if this guy's smart, I'd I'd hire him to do anything because he's an impressive individual, yeah. right? Yeah. He's also super talented and like four years away from his prime still. Yeah. In a sport where you don't really get hurt that often, you know, more than likely, I guess you could get like, like bro- it can't broken happen, hands or right. like you can. This is it not can. football. It's not like you have to worry about like a getting rolled up on in a pile. Some guys maybe have like bad hammies. That's the other thing. This guy's just always missing two weeks for you. Like what for what? I just know this. Anytime Mahomes or Fernando Totis lays on the ground for like more than two seconds, you got If you're the owner in the box, you're holding your breath. <sighs> yeah. Baseball. It's like, Oh my Get God. We just, instead of winning 82, we're going to win 78. Oh no. I, I will give, really remember, wasn't it M- Manny Machado and Eric Hosmer went to the owner two years ago and said, do not leave this guy in the minors, bring him right up. And remember, he started in the big leagues two years ago because if I remember the story correctly, they had played with him in spring training and the move was to like leave him down, you know, the Chris Bryant thing. They went to the owner, who's a big beer guy, the big beer distributor down in San Diego. I mean, worth a stupid amount of money. All he wants to do is win. He's got an unlimited amount of cash. And he gave he, like the GM didn't want to do it. He's like, "Fuck it, I don't care." And clearly, two years later, they were glad they did it because they were willing to pay this. Yeah, money, if you're right? willing to pay that money, then you're not too worried about like start. Let's not start his clock till April. But I don't think you ever know the guy's going to be as good as he became, right? No. But I just think like we, I just you, you see guys that I don't know, man. Chris Bryant was going to be like this Hall of Famer. Now it's like he's, he's even that like he's good, but he's not a Hall of Famer. No, you would have given him like after two years, like give him a three hundred million dollar contract. You would have. You just baseball's weird. That's why they waited. Like That's golf. why they they're smart. They waited. They didn't Highs start clocks. They learned a little more about him. Yeah. All right. Good. Uh. Good. Uh. Hot stove. Good hot stove, everybody. <laughs> Pitchers and catchers. See. <laughs>
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.